2: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
4: Ring, 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 ring. May I please speak with Zoe?
5: Oh, hello, Lamorne. Let's patch in Hannah. God, I forgot what it was like working with you guys. Whoa. Fred, welcome Welcome to our show. Our show. Welcome to our show. I don't know if we explained why our show was called Welcome to Our Show. We did. Did We We did. We did. We did. did. The Justin Long
4: long episode.
5: Oh, okay. You know what? I get confused. Yeah.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Guys, I have something to confess today.
5: Uh oh. You're sick.
4: I'm sick.
6: Of? It? Was, you're sick, the... of...
4: <laughs> sick of? I'm this sick congestion.
5: of you. I'm sick of <laughs> you. <laughs>
4: I'm sick of this congestion.
5: Yeah. So well, what do you have, Lamorne? Break it down. Dana and I are moms, so we are basically doctors.
4: That's right. Oh, that's are right. You really? okay. Would you like a cookie? But here's, I think I think what it is. I think my body is breaking down. Okay?
5: Your body! Advanced age. <laughs> you're dying. Yeah. You're slowly dying.
4: 100%. We all are. Yeah. That's I, just... How it I'm is. hoping I I hope I'm hoping I clock out at 115 and you know once I'm Years 115 old? I'm good to go yeah Years old? Yeah, then I'm good <laughs> to go or fever. To, no,
6: jeez. <laughs> if I die of a fever of 115. <laughs> oh no. I don't want That's that kind of my You'd goal. be
5: really hallucinating
6: at
4: that point. <laughs> That's hot. Oh, absolutely. But I'm yeah, telling you,
6: I've got weird songs that are just like everything someone says right now if it's got even a fraction of a lyric in it I'm just in this space where it like pops into my head. So you just said it's getting hot. You know Nelly just popped up into my head.
4: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well. <laughs> you know what happened when I, when you said that? Yeah. Because of my advanced age, mm. I got hot flashes.
6: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
4: I'm going you're, through you're, changes, y'all. Yo.
6: You're, you're pre menopausal right now? <laughs>
4: I'm going through the changes. He's
6: you had a menstruation episode on New Girl, and now oh, it's that's time. Right. That's enough right. time has passed that it's now a menopausal episode. Yeah, yeah. That's how old
4: we are. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Winston <laughs> is. <laughs>
6: that's hot flashes.
4: It's a,
5: a, a perfect Winston episode. Joining the cast of Golden Girls now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love that so much. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Me too.
5: Me too. Has anybody seen Golden Palace, which is the sequel spin off? No. no. Who is in like it? With like everybody except B. Arthur or something.
4: No. Um, no.
5: Who is in it? A very young Don Cheadle. I'm not even joking. What? Yes.
4: I
6: mean, that's oh. how we describe, you know, Lamorne all the time. Thank very you. young Don Cheadle. Thank yeah. you.
4: Thank you for saying so. That means a lot to me.
5: Mm. Or mildly young <laughs> Don <Yeah>. Cheadle. <laughs> exact same age Don Cheadle. <laughs>
4: hot hot flash Um,
5: Don Cheadle who I love and I worked with and he's amazing
4: Oh, he he refuses to work with me but it's okay well um guys we're
5: here to talk about an episode called uh Jess and Julia yes one of the best um and which lots of lols oh yeah is this the first time we meet June Diane Raphael Sadie (laughs)
4: Yes we it is.
5: Do because and I think Lamorne you have the story right because of a switcheroo story. of an yeah. episode. Yes, they switched the episode and she's our friend who's a gynecologist.
4: Yes, that is the fun fact. The fun fact yes. about this one is so in another episode apparently I'm not sure if I could say this but apparently one of the big 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 wigs, one of our big producers thought that the episode that she was going to be introduced in was a little too heavy. injured injured yeah. yeah too heavy and so what they did was they switched the order of the episodes and so she was introduced in this one
6: right yes. so we'd already shot with her yeah but it had not aired yet injured hadn't aired yet they pushed it further down into the season so this is the time the audience is meeting miss june who is yeah. gonna be on the
5: podcast
6: very
4: excited oh, about that's it. right
5: we bum, hope boom, right that was she supposed has to be a lot secret. of fun. She's on a podcast I love <laughs> called How Did This Get
4: Made? Did, oh, yeah. Do you guys know that podcast? I do. We start the episode with uh, Nick and Julia. They're in, they're in bed together, right? Is that how we start this episode? Cozy. I, I remember Nick's bed. If you, and for the audience out there, if, you've, if, you, if you remember looking, just pay attention to the episode. Look at his sheets, right? Mm. They look like the dingiest sheets you've ever seen. And this is a, this is a fun fact. They are and they smell awful.
5: They did actually in real life. You smell yeah. them. Yeah. Of course we all did because we all had to be in that bed at some point or sit on that bed. That's and true. also
4: crew members in between like, you know, at lunch breaks and stuff like that, people would just go lay down in that in that bed. <laughs> Heavy rotation sh- on that bed. I'm not sure if they ever clean those sheets. I don't so think they did. So if it looks yeah. dingy, it is dingy.
5: Yeah. I did. They, my sheets didn't smell because they had me in that bed a lot. And I would be like, um, guys, please wash them. Like, <laughs> I, I don't like germs. And I mean, who does, really? um and i was like please and i also have a dust allergy so i was like oh. this is
6: yeah. so lizzie kaplan was um just full like method in that moment she was like oh, yeah. she'd start disgusting
4: <laughs> she team player right there team so you know what's funny
5: player. is i watched this episode last night with jonathan and he was like when he saw lizzie kaplan he's like she looks like she's a part of your family <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was like you know what she does We had we had a project like years ago that we were kind of talking about where we played like fraternal twins or friends that pretended to be fraternal twins. If you guys like that idea, just DM me. Don't actually DM me. I'll never (laughs) see it. (laughs) I say that. Just comment on this episode's post or something and let me know if it's overwhelming. I'm sure I'll I'll see. I think it's an automatic green light.
6: (laughs) Well, was this was it's show. greenlit.
5: It's greenlit. <laughs> greenlit right now. All greenlit. It's green. You, Hannah Simone has greenlit this movie. I've greenlit the um, show.
4: Well, she's talking about your pitch. eyes. She's making fun of your eyes at how she, big yeah, they are. Yeah, but
5: her eyes are so equally big. large. That yeah. was what was funny. I was like, "Excuse me,
4: <laughs> ma'am."
5: But yeah, so the episode starts off and they're lying in bed and talking, and then there's a a group scene in the bathroom which sets up. One of my favorite bits, which happens at the end of this episode, um with the towels, this is one of my favorite new girl bits, and actually, Jonathan said it was one of his favorite new girl bits oh, at mine the too. end when it turns out that <laughs> that Nick is using Schmidt's towel, that they've mm-hmm. been both using the same towel, and then Nick never washes the towel, oh, yeah, he says the towel washes you. <laughs> You
6: know what? It's very solid child thinking, though, where you're kind of like, it's hard to argue against the logic. If I've come out of the shower and my body has just been scrubbed clean and I'm just drying it with a towel. What performative thing are we doing by sticking the towel in the wash to bring it out? (laughs) Well, Hannah, there's something
5: called um, mold. mold. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. But if you're Um, hanging it to dry. uh Uh-huh. There's no guarantee that there's not going to be some kind of microbial action.
4: Hannah, you never been hung out to dry metaphorically?
5: (laughs) (laughs) I I live on that rack, bro. You get
4: real salty and bitter.
5: Yeah. And also, do you think Nick is really great at actually washing his body? No. With soap?
4: There's like no way. he might
5: not be. He says he, you know, he says he's clean, but we don't know what he's doing. You know, he might not have fully washed. He might have just rinsed. And let's you know? also
4: keep this in mind. He says, "I don't wash the towel. The towel washes me." So the towel's not yeah. just drying him. He's using the towel as an exfoliant. Mm. Right? This is a guy
5: who might not even know about soap.
4: Oh, he one hundred percent. Remember, he doesn't <laughs> use moisturizer either. And guys, yeah. also in a moment like this. This is a good time for uh, for me to drop a jewel, okay. drop a jewel, drop a, a gem, if you will, on your foreheads. So
5: mm. get ready. Okay, my foreheads no. ready.
4: Get the foreheads ready. Because mm. here come, Don't look up now, but here comes a gem. Okay, ready to be dropped. This was a very iconic scene, just like you said. And it was a lot of people's funny, funniest moment for them. It was definitely one of my the funniest moments for me on the show. It was almost killed. The scene was almost killed. Because, really? I didn't know Sh- that. yes, one of the one of the higher ups said that Schmidt would come off as too queenie <laughs> <laughs> and they wanted to kill it, but kept it in. And then that became and Schmidt became <laughs> this is one of the reasons his character was so dynamic, because of a moment like this in how he was freaking yeah. out about the towels. And it definitely sculpted his character. Um, I, I mean, don't. It definitely helped. For sure, yeah. You know,
5: like yeah. anybody would be horrified
4: <laughs> <laughs> by the
5: dampness. to learn. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it designates you as any type of person. You know,
4: <laughs> no. It was the the entire thing the the towel storyline in general, where the whole towel storyline. Yeah, I
5: loved but, it, and it's and I love and Queenie all that Schmidt. Stuff. So.
4: That's my yeah, one of my favorite characters. Yes. Um, definitely I mean, top five I, characters for me on this show. It's so funny yeah. because
6: when you, I guess you're making a show, you have to top five characters. You have to pick your battles, you know, what you're going <laughs> to fight over the, the notes that come from the higher up. So I'm I'm glad they fought for that because it's one of my favorite storylines in any episode. Yes,
5: and I, in fact, think it's like one of the thing. like it's such a definitive storyline for Schmidt. Like mm-hmm. it's it's something I love sometimes there, there like there are things you'll get notes where they fight against the thing that makes the character the most unique and exciting mm-hmm. um and i i definitely think that's a you know i think this was such a great storyline and i i love schmidt's mm-hmm. you know all of his uh character um defining moments absolutely Speaking of
6: unique storylines, there's yes. a whole storyline in this episode about Winston having zero game, which yeah, kind of to. How does that compare
5: to, to real life, Lamorne? Well, mm. yeah, I
4: have zero game. <laughs> I have a child. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that
5: means you had sex once, right? Yeah, that's right. Once,
4: once. But that listen, that's all it takes. <laughs> That's the whole point of sex, guys, to have kids. (laughs) Nothing else. I did it. (laughs) Mission complete. Uh, (laughs) Back to your original statement, Hannah, about Winston and not having game in this particular moment. This is a very interesting part of of, um, Winston's evolution. So remember, you know, we had spoken about the character being all over the place and some of his traits and being a, a, a new character on the show, trying to find out who exactly he was. If you're familiar with the show, Winston ends up being a sweetheart. He's, you know, a very yeah. sweet individual. In this moment, it's very interesting. He's inconsiderate. Mm. He's cocky. Mm. I mean, yeah. the guy is a, is a dick. You know what I mean? He He ordered he ordered her water on, the, on their drink, on their first date, you know, for a drink. At her job. At her own job.
5: Yeah.
4: Either we saw the evolution of Winston throughout time, which, w- w- you know, throughout our rewatch we'll talk about. Or when, st- or, or the writers were truly trying to figure it out and realize that prob- that storyline probably just didn't work. What do you guys think?
5: Well, I also think like, what business does he have treating Kaylee Hawk like that? Ooh. Look at her; she's gorgeous. The Why wonderful are you being Callie so Hawk? mean?
4: I don't know. Yeah. How could you? Tr- I, you know, I was really nervous I mean, the first time I worked with her.
6: Yeah, yeah I mean, she's a stone she's, cold fox.
4: Yeah, she
5: is for real. Yeah,
6: and, for reals.
4: But then when you talk to her, she's the sweetest person. Yeah,
5: and so cute and like charming too. I think like
6: it's um a common thing that happens that men who have had and women, but mostly men that have um kind of built in power and being famous, being an athlete, being whatever, mm-hmm. translates into power. Don't have to be as charming or considerate because a lot of women are just attracted to the power and the access they can bring. Or men are just naturally drawn to it, which can lead to somebody all of a sudden being less and less considerate, right? Because they don't have to work as hard. And so it's interesting in this storyline because initially he has, I guess, that kind of power. And so he's not being a very nice person. And now Mm -hmm. that power has been stripped from him. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, it's just you. You can't take me to a fancy game where I will now put up and tolerate a little bit of this attitude. Nope.
5: And I think it's a shock to his system. And those are moments of growth. Don't you think that, I mean, I really do truly, I mean, at this point in my life, people really do truly change. I mean, it could have Mm -hmm. been that Winston was inconsiderate and then became considerate. Right. So I've definitely seen that. With a lot of people, you know, as you get older, you know, you go through life changes, and I mean, I think, I mean, <laughs> I'm diving very deep into Winston's psyche, but
4: no, going to Latvia yeah, and then yeah. like
5: kind of like like losing that, mm. you know, basketball part of his life is mm. is a big thing, and right. maybe a humbling thing that turns him into a more considerate person.
6: Yeah, we get to to watch it in this yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. 100%. yeah, him becomes a slightly better version of himself. Oh, that's this, ju- right.
4: this just in: Callie Hawks, um, Callie Hawks jewelry line is H Crown, mm. the first Black woman to have her jewelry on the cover of Vogue.
5: Ooh, really? That's amazing. Really? That's
4: fantastic. I mean, when you spent, when, it's interesting. When I spent time with her, it would be she would talk a lot about you know her eclectic taste in jewelry, and she would have all these cool rings on, and she would say, "I found this at this boutique shop for this thing," and this, and I was so fascinated by that. And, and me, I was also confused. I was like, you're an actor. How do you know so much about jewelry? And then here you go. It's always been her thing.
5: So diving right back in.
6: I need to talk about this. Mm. I need okay. ju- I need to talk about it because it okay. bugged me watching it. Like I know. Yes. Go ahead. Because our friendship is real. Um, yes. This part where Julia goes, um, this
5: the judge might buy into this whole thing thing. Oh yeah, no, I know. So you know it's so funny. I actually <laughs> paused because I was watching with Jonathan and I actually paused. I was like, this is this uh, the thing that this episode gets so well and I think just like hats off to our team of writers and um our director, I think is it Jake Kasdan directed this one, I think. Right?
4: No Love wrote this one.
5: Oh, oh did Love, Love wrote, wrote, Oh yeah. that's right. Okay. Love Rocke wrote this. And Castan yeah, so, directed Um hats off to Jake Kasdan and um, Love Raque, Love wrote this episode and uh, Jake Kasdan directed it. And um, also our whole team of writers and and everyone, because this captured something Mm. that I have a hard time explaining to people, especially people who haven't been on the receiving end of this type of treatment. I've had this many times in my life where it's like a type of contempt, and that type of contempt is for something you kind of can't help, It's something, like, that's, like, deep in your soul. Like, who Jess is is who Julia, you know, has a problem with at the beginning of this episode. And, I mean, it can happen to anybody, of course, but um, it does happen a lot with women. And it was always this thing where it was, like, hard to explain. I'm like, no, no, no. And I think this episode gets it so well, uh, especially when, Cece and Jess and Sadie are talking around the kitchen island, and Nick comes in and they're kind of rehashing what Julia said. And it doesn't, if you (laughs) and it's all about tone of voice. Mm. But you can tell from Julia's tone of voice that she like has this disdain for Jess about Jess's choice in clothes and you know Mm -hmm. her sense of humor and kind of little things that aren't really mean or attacks on Julia or anything, but for some reason, Julia hates them. And it's the worst feeling in the world when somebody just like hates you for who you are. Have you ever had that? Have you guys ever had that? I have. Where somebody I think just think hates you for who you are? It's yeah. hard
6: because she's not even the way she frames it and phrases it, which I, I found like so hard to digest is it's not even like, I don't, I don't dig you it's I don't believe that is who you are I think oh, that yeah yeah which is you are works. being you're putting it on to make yeah. yourself cutesy so that you can get away with things in life and if right. I behaved like that and I put that on then I could have you know things be easier for me and that was like the hard part of it where people yeah. kind of look and think that you're like playing up being sexy or playing up being like a little dumb or whatever it is. They think you're doing it. And you're like, no, that's just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just I, me. It,
5: it's funny. I have, I mean, I personally have dealt with that a lot. Like I, it was a lot of this sort of episode was based on a lot of people, especially when the show came out. I mean, I, I attack is kind of a strong word, maybe being snarky or kind of being critical of me as me, Zoe, as a person, um, for the things that I like and the way I express myself, um, and I remember Liz telling me how mad it made her when, you know, people would dismiss me or treat me that way, and I think I that was like I so appreciated that that we could kind of address it in this episode between the Jess and the Julia characters. Because, you know, it was something that was frustrating for me because I guess it's frustrating to be <laughs> oh, pigeonholed yeah. or pe- have people assume that you're putting something on or, you know. Well, you were hyper dissected. I
6: felt like when this show came out and yes. it was like people were trying to parse out the parts that they just felt were that they didn't believe, which is basically what happened in this episode. And what's yeah. so great about it is it kind of just culminates in this unapologetic <laughs> mm-hmm. like firing back of like this is exactly who I am all of it
5: mm-hmm. all yes. of it
6: and you don't have to like it but you do have to believe it this is who well, I, I am.
5: exactly. I exactly. And and I you know not everybody's going to like you in life but I remember mm. there were a, I I was having to defend myself a lot yeah. for wearing or things like that where i'm like well that's just my taste in clothes and i maybe it's unusual maybe it's silly maybe it's like something that you know you know a a child would want (laughs) to (laughs) wear um but i i'm still an accomplished person who you know i'm not i i'm not a child just because I like to dress like one, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's a good T-shirt, by the way. That's a good T-shirt.
4: <laughs> hey, let's write that but down for I think for a merch lot line. of
5: people related to it. I think a lot of people had, you know, and especially women have been dismissed, you know, and had their clothing taste dissected in a way that a lot of, you know, men don't have to deal with. I mean, you look at when Hillary Clinton ran for president and everybody's like— She chose to wear a red pantsuit. And you're like, nobody said Donald Trump chose to wear a navy (laughs) (laughs) pantsuit. Nobody said that, you know, about the male candidates. People were just talking about, you know, what she chose to wear and dissecting it. And I think that's just something as a female, Mm -hmm. a lot of times you're having to deal with. I'm not saying men never have to deal with it. I deal with all of it. You deal with that all the time?
4: I deal with it all the time. You know what
5: I feel like the undercurrent of the whole thing
6: is, is that we spend so much of our lives, especially in school, just trying to blend in and not be noticed because it's scary to put yourself out there. Um, And then... If you're lucky enough in life, you develop the confidence to identify the things you really like that are specific yeah. to you and then to put them out into the world. And for most people, that kind of confidence to be like, I like polka dots and I like to hang out uh, with glitter during the day and do my crafts. I think for a lot of people who it's um, it's that thing of where it shines a light within themselves.
4: Right. Where it's insecurity. They-
6: that's right. Where it exposes it. And so they need to attack you
5: to kind yeah, of they be resent like that. You feel confident <clears throat> enough to be yourself. That's it. And, and that's it what it's really makes them about. upset because they, they don't feel like they have the confidence to be themselves. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure it's different for everybody, you know, every situation, but that, that's kind of my takeaway on this episode. I do want to say like, Shout out to Lizzie Kaplan, who is so great and did such a wonderful mm-hmm. job of capturing this, like, insecurity in a person and how it comes out. Like, a, you know, she's obviously a very intelligent person. You know, J- Julia is like a, a lawyer. She's very accomplished. Um, but she dislikes Jess for the things that make Jess, Jess. Um, and that's thing. very hard to for Jess to take. And I think it's also an expression of Julia's own, you know, insecurities.
6: Here's the thing that was hard about the episode, too, to watch, right? Because everything we're saying right now is so true. Like, Julia's so wrong for, like, attacking the authenticity of Jess. But then Jess does something that I believe (laughs) is so shady. And Julia... (laughs) Calls her out in such a direct way. Oh, what did Jess say? That was shady. Funny. I think, I think it was a little shady to go and tell Nick.
5: Yeah. That,
6: hey, guess what? This whole thing that you guys think you're so cool about labels, she wants to know if you're sleeping with other people. And that's like such a break shady, of girl like, code. And-
5: Yeah, I mean, it's hard, though, because Julia's not being very nice to her. And I think what she's trying to do is, I think what Jess is trying to do is to prove to Nick that, you know, that there's this stuff going on under the surface. Um, And totally, I agree. It's wrong for her to repeat that. But Julia never asks her not to say anything.
4: I think, you know, I think the fans. No, 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 no. no, but,
5: but it's it's. It's hard to say girl code when they're not friends. You know what I mean?
4: I And think,
5: it is shady the way that just does it. I agree. But yeah. because Julia but, calls her out and says, "I know what you, I
6: know why you did it." Yeah. I know why you did it, which is
4: you trying to steal he, my man.
6: You're trying to steal my man. Deep down you want him, and I know deep down he's going to end up running to you, and I know it. I see it. She's crying. She understands that there's a deeper connection, and she calls it, and
5: guess what? Girl is right. Well, she is right. Mm-hmm. um she Harlet. is right obviously jess and nick end up together but i don't think jess knows that it's definitely not intentional and i think jess goes to the bathroom to apologize
4: what if we did a she, re- knows she
5: was wrong for doing that what if our what if mm, we did true. like
4: a rewind and every and we did like flashbacks in every episode every situation that ever <laughs> happened jess goes into her room and writes into her diary Dear Diary, today it worked. My, my grandmaster planned to get Nick every, yeah. every little issue.
5: Well, <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think, I think it, it is those... what makes this episode good is like Jess has to have flaws, and: it is, right. it is a flaw, and it is shady that she said that so directly to Nick without, you know, there, I definitely think there would be a way to kind of indicate to Nick that Julia wanted something more without telling him what she said. You know? Right.
6: Well, it's one of those things where the mature response is it's like, it's none of your business. Right? Like, let these grown people figure out their grown relationship oh, on their own. But it's I hard agree. because you feel like this chick has attacked me. Why none am I going to sit there and have your back? <laughs> no, that's right. And so it gets messy. And that's what I love about yeah. this show is that yeah. it's messy They're and all you want to make mistakes. Right. And you oh, watch yeah. just mean, be 100% fully in of the it. right. And this yes. relationship with this woman who's not being cool with her. And so then you watch her be like, oh, you want to poke the bear? Let's go. I'll poke you right back. So is that the bear in this episode? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the bear was? The where's what? the bear? Where's the bear? Where's the bear?
4: Where's the bear?
6: Teddy Ruxpin reference.
4: Teddy Ruxpin reference. Oh. Yeah. Oh,
6: yeah.
4: Shout out Teddy Great. Ruxpin. Been doing on, it for decades, little man. Little Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin, if you're Teddy listening, Ruxpin. if you're listening, please come on the podcast. We would love to have you.
6: <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin, that's nice because sometimes you know I have to like really reach for these
5: bare moments, and uh, that's a legit one. By the way, I do say blankie, and I'm not ashamed. Still, I like a good blankie. Also, well, blankie. I say blankie because well, kids. it's like sometimes it's like. You're trying to express, I think blankie expresses something that blanket does not. It's like, if I'm like, oh, I'm so tired and I had a bad day or something and I just like want to go home. Like, I just want to go home and get under a blanket. Doesn't sound the same as, I just want to curl up with my blankie. You know, then you're like,
4: Mm -hmm. I know
5: you want to be babied. By saying that, (laughs) you're kind of like expressing that. I also have two kids. And Mm so.
4: (laughs) You want to be swaddled. We get it.
5: All right, everybody. We're going to go to break. And hear about some products that Lamorne loves. And um, when we come back, we're gonna we have a little audio clip um, from Lizzie Kaplan. I she sent me very kindly, and I have not listened to it yet. So we're all gonna be surprised to Uh hear Lizzie's take on this episode. Uh Uh, So don't go away. We'll hear you, or you'll hear us in (laughs) in a little bit.
4: Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment,
4: oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This
2: is Uncanny USA.
1: welcome to our
5: show and we're back with welcome to our show and we have an audio clip (laughs) from um, the wonderful Lizzie Kaplan uh, that we're all gonna hear for the first time right now Mm -hmm.
0: hi so it's worth mentioning um, right off the bat that I have a terrible memory like one of the worst memories of all time. So <laughs> forgive me if it's all a little blurry. Um, She's drunk. But one She's thing drunk. I do remember from my time on The New Girl, which was... Very, I do remember it was very, very fun. I remember I had a really good time. But in the lead up, uh, I got a call from Liz Merriweather, who we were friends. We still are friends. Um and she asked me if I wanted to come on uh, the show on her her new sitcom that she was making to play like a foil to Zoe's character. She kind of explained it to me, and I remember being instantly interested in this, uh, partly because I I think Liz is truly a genius. And I was also a fan of Zoe's. We had never met. I'm pretty sure we had never met. Um, But one thing that was happening at the time to me constantly was that I would be compared, I guess, primarily physically to Zoe. Maybe I guess maybe that wasn't the whole thing. It wasn't just physically. It was like a constant like, oh, she looks just like Zoe. She is just like Zoe. Oh, she's like a Zoe Deschanel type, like over and over and over again and while there are worse things (laughs) like it wasn't like gross (laughs) like it at all it was like partly it it partly made me feel really good uh but i also just disagreed with it i felt like our sensibilities were and are so different and so i would try to figure out like what is it we both have like big eyes we both are partial to to bangs like, what? what is it? Because our vibes feel like kind of polar opposites. So this was like something that was happening in my life. There's zero chance that anybody was telling you, Zoe, that you were a Lizzie Kaplan type. Like, that was just not a conversation that was happening. I've always um, said that. But I remember when Liz <laughs> called me and talked to me about this, it was like, ah, here's an opportunity to put this thing to bed. And then maybe people will stop saying I'm like, a budget De Chanel and I can like go off and have my own career. <laughs> so that was like, <laughs> I guess my reasoning behind doing it. Uh, it was like tailor made for that argument. I mean, that was like the premise of the show. Uh, and that's like, I guess my biggest memory from it. I had known Jake um, for a while as well. I wanted to hang out with him. I think I knew Max too. It was just like, It was just like the show with the kids that I liked because we were kids at the time. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. I guess I could try to rack my brain for more. Let me know. Hope you're well. Very excited about this.
5: (laughs) Okay, this is so great. You know, I got to say, like, Lizzie is so awesome. And I think what was similar about us is that we both have low voices. Hmm. And we have sort of we could be sisters, right? You know, mm-hmm. and then we look, a, a, you know, a bit alike, and um, have you know brown hair and bangs. But for sure, a hundred percent agreed. We have really different takes. She's a totally different actor, and so awesome in her own right. And I, I do think it was really smart of Liz to cast her in that role. Um, and I'm so happy that it, um, you know, that, that Lizzie, you know, took the part because I think it was just, it was really perfect. It would kind of, it was perfect as in, it showed how different we were, you know, for her as an actor, it was perfect in that it perfectly illustrated this kind of particular type of character conflict, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. So I love hearing that. That's that's so interesting.
4: It's like your evil twin.
5: Yeah, you like. it's very rare that you get actually get an opportunity
6: to act across from and and display the incredible differences between yourself and someone that the industry has said you are the well the, in the a budget show where they of. tell
5: you, Hannah and me that we both can't have bangs because we both have brown hair and bangs (laughs) yeah the lizzie kaplan of the world it's you know you wouldn't think that that they would put two people that you know look similar because they're so afraid (laughs) of anybody but again that's the exact
4: reason why don cheetah and i haven't (laughs) worked together (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't on the show.
5: Is Don Cheadle the, the Julia to your Jess or the One, Jess to your Julia?
4: 100%. Remember, Taye Diggs was on our show. We never really shared the screen together because
5: the
6: people would have gone
4: crazy. They would have gone crazy.
6: Well, that's so interesting to hear that that was a huge motivation for her to, to take the role. It makes me think, yeah. did you do a music video with Katy Perry? So I know I there's did. Like a well, lot of Katy Perry, Zoe stuff that she in wasn't in too. it.
5: It was right after she had her baby and she, she, you know, couldn't do like a whole video mm. and she, Oh, she, sorry. She was in it at the very beginning. And then it was aliens mistake me for her. <laughs> um, And they, they <laughs> think that I'm her. And then I have to go into this, onto the spaceship and do a performance as Katy Perry. Um but um yeah, so we did. But you know what's so funny is now I don't because she's like changed her hair so many times and she really like has that pop star aesthetic. I I I do not think we look as much alike as we did once upon a time. Um yeah. So I, I but it was so much fun to do that. Yeah. So I actually have gotten to work with some of my doppelgangers. doppelgangers. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And you got any doppelgangers out there?
5: I don't,
6: I mean, I guess that's a good question to ask. You People guys. used to mistake you for Kim Kardashian, right? That's true. I When I moved to LA and I had my bangs,
2: I you did didn't get have chased
6: bangs. down the street. Did she have bangs at the time? She had just cut bangs and oh. I had bangs. And friends took me to dinner at a little restaurant called Nobu. and i remember
4: hollywood if you guys aren't familiar with nobu (laughs) it's the place zoe goes to after she lands her private okay
5: wait (laughs) okay (laughs) Um, can i just say lamorne i no 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 i don't have a private jet i don't take private jets lamorne keeps teasing me about this Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i got chased down the
6: street by these paparazzi screaming kim and running after me and i also actually didn't know who they were talking about <laughs>
4: uh, i remember like that kim being Cards? like
6: i don't know why because there's like kim kim and they're just like running after me getting out of the car to go into the restaurant <laughs> i just moved to la and i was like i don't i don't know what's happening guys,
4: guys i'm not kim basinger i'm not yeah <laughs> <Sorry>. I'm not. <laughs> yeah
6: <laughs> um yeah, I remember that. That's the that was the big Wait, look alike. Did, in did people when tell you here.
5: you look like Padma because they did keep making that comparison in the show? Remember, like Schmidt says it. Yeah,
6: I feel like um, that. I think I feel like it did happen in the show, but Padma yeah. Lakshmi is like a direct reason of why I got a job. And my visa really? to work down here in the States. Yeah. The um the show that got me my visa and offered me a job to relocate from Canada here um, was a show called WCG Ultimate Gamer. Mm. And they wanted a host. Uh-huh. And the two guys that created that show, Dwight and Michael, mm. um, Dwight Smith and Michael Agbabian, they were huge Top Chef fans. <laughs> huge Top Chef fans and so they were like ooh what have we got like a Padma Lakshmi type to host and because Top Chef was huge and she was hosting that show and there weren't a lot of South Asian women mm. walking through their door to host this gamer show and then I walked in and I had oh. bangs and the long hair, and I was Indian. And they were like, like "What Kim do you know Kardashian about gaming? <laughs> is Indian?" <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you know about the gaming world? I'm like, not a lot. They're like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you look like the chick that that, that great cooking show that we like. So it'll work. And so I remember years later being at the governor's ball, the mm-hmm. after party from the oh, Emmys, on. right? Come come the on. Globes.
4: Mm-hmm. Come
5: on, one of them, the Emmys,
6: the Emmys. Yeah, and I remember being there, and I met her for the first time, and I told her that story, probably, um, missing a bunch of it, and over enthusiastically expecting her. (laughs) <laughs> to and she like, was like, what? I think she was just sort of like, great." because I'm like, you're responsible for me being here. You broke the ceiling. You're amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think she was like, okay, you're welcome. I'll walk away.
5: Anytime you like run up to somebody really excited, even if you like know them. Yeah. It's not always like the best response because I've done that to people I know thinking they're going to be like, Like I have something I really want to tell them. I haven't seen them in a long time. And then usually they don't react well.
6: Right. Well, because for me, she's like this huge defining person in my life that because of her being on TV, this is why representation matters so much, right? Yeah. they considered me for a job I probably wouldn't have been considered for. So for her, it was like a huge, like for me, sorry, it was a huge moment, but for her, it means nothing.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: I didn't change her life in any way. Me showing up didn't change her life in any way. So it was just a very honest human reaction of like, well, it's very nice to meet you. You know, I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> I'm going to go back to eating my crew today. Um, <laughs> So, but I remember that moment. So, yes, maybe that's the doppelganger. And it led to like a real result, you guys, real result. Mm. Because then I. Got that's my where doppelgangerness doppelganger.
5: helps people. That's
6: right.
4: Oh, yeah. It There's, was helpful. Um, people used to tell me they would get audition notices that would say, uh, Lamorne Morris type. Ooh. I'd be so pissed oh, yeah. off cuz I didn't get that call.
5: Yeah. Like I,
4: I'm <laughs> like, the and
5: Morris type. I am Do you I both <laughs> that job like, towards I me. I want to take that job.
4: <laughs> I know a few people. I know a few people that uh there's a there's a cat named Edwin Brown. Um obviously strikingly handsome. Mm, he's on that, he's on season 2 of You. I want to say Edwin mm-hmm. Brown. Are you a murderer? He's, no, but he would mm-hmm. message me. And so, hey, people say we look alike, and I would look at the photo, and I was pissed. I was like, "We do look alike, <laughs> damn it! We do look alike." And uh, then people, and then I started getting all these messages from folks going, "Oh my God, Winston is on you! <laughs> Winston is on you!" And I was like, "What are they talking about?" And then when I watched, way, it's a very interesting
6: it. sentence without I can capitalizing okay, the okay, so yes. Winston is on you.
4: all the time?
5: Okay, so I just looked him up, and. I at first was like, "Well, ah, not really," and then there was like a facial expression. Like I scrolled down, and there was like one picture where I was like, "Wait, is that Lamorne or <laughs> Edwin Brown?"
4: Oh yeah, I gotta oh, say yeah. he, he
5: he has one expression that looks like an expression you make, and hmm. it makes you guys really look. Similar.
4: I like I like to think I've inspired a generation. <laughs> <laughs> I just okay or
5: just that you look like that one guy
4: yeah we, I that would actually though. have been like a fun
5: <laughs> episode
6: that never really happened of what? New Girl where you had like Lizzie Kaplan, Badma Lakshmi
4: Mr. Yeah. Brown <laughs> <laughs> playing
6: <laughs> us wait I guess there is a flashback moment right where we see all of our doppelgangers right that exists mm. in New Girl there's an episode a
5: flashback
6: a flashback moment what am I, what am I saying here
4: Oh no. you have yeah, where we look back back across moment?
6: the bar and we see a bunch of friends that look like us.
5: I what? had mm. a stand-in. I, I think know. she actually stood in for me on the um the pilot. And she was my stand-in on 500 Days of Summer and she looked so much like me. And we had one scene in 500 Days of Summer where he gets on a bus and there's like all, I'm on every seat, basically. Spoiler alert,
4: spoiler alert.
5: <laughs> But they actually had a whole bus full of um, women dressed up as me.
4: <laughs>
5: was, um, like as kind of placeholders and then they ended up putting me in like later. Um, but it was really kind of funny to see that many people dressed up as me. That would be so <laughs> surreal. That would be so trippy.
4: Yeah. Hey, hey guys, question yeah. for you: How does yeah. this episode end? I want to. I want to. I want to turn this conversation.
5: Ends with mm-hmm. um. Well, the the conclusion to the uh Julia story is that she comes in and joins our knitting, crocheting party, right? That's right. And then the conclusion to the, you know, Schmidt storyline is that he, kind of uh. He he goes for the Julian Vigman character, like he goes for it, like with her. <laughs>
4: hey, let me tell you something. Based
5: on what Hannah, uh, based on what um Cece says, and then gets arrested. Hey, and <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to yeah.
4: talk about that really quickly. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um. So in this episode, he, he 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 runs after her, and the security guards see this, and they go and beat yeah. him up and arrest him. Yeah. I mean. Even as an audience member, when you see him running across, like we know that, you know, they like each other. Right. And it's happening. Right. He ran too damn fast. You don't do that. You he don't run that fast and the he the yokes. car. Yeah. Like that's,
5: yeah. And he didn't he I run over a car now. or something?
4: Yeah. Jumped over, you know, parkour. Yeah, he does.
5: He you parkoured, <laughs> screamed at her. But yeah. she was again, be, be, anytime be, be you run at somebody yeah. so enthusiastically. Yeah. You know, she was
6: into it. She was like, thank you. Finally, yeah. yeah, they didn't get to pick up on that audio, so they just went into like straight up hero mode. Yeah, uh,
4: whooped his. I would have done the same thing. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I would have. Well, you, uh, yeah. That
5: woman was ready, willing, and able. She was
4: down. Yeah, she was.
5: She was down. But um, and then uh, the towel conclusion was the thing that we talked about. Oh, well. Oh, oh, and then sorry, your storyline where you take. Um, Kaylee Hawk home from uh, a date, and she oh, doesn't yes. give you a kiss.
4: It doesn't. Right? She, she doesn't. just walks
5: into her apartment. I was a. But gentleman. you're excited because you did. You were a gentleman, and then you did your weird and, touchdown dance, and you did that weird dance. Guys, that was weird. A, that's not a
4: weird dance. That that called it. <laughs> what is that? Gumby slow, body.
5: Well, it's a slower. You had a sl- gumby body when kinda you Kind of gumby that,
4: body, yes. and here's why I say that: there's an <laughs> old Jamaican, there's an old reggae uh, singer named Shabba
5: Oh!
6: Okay. And
4: he used to have the Gumby haircut.
5: Jabba.
6: And he would oh. dance
4: like this. And he would go, he would body roll, and put his fingers together. That was kind of a version of the Shabarank's dance. That's, that's what I was okay. doing.
5: I'm going to bring in the True American. True American. Welcome to True American, where the rules change weekly and you leave more confused than when you showed up. This week... We're answering listener letters. That's Ah! right. It's time to open up Ben Franklin's letter bag. Mm. (laughs) Ben Franklin, who has the same birthday as me, you guys.
4: No, he doesn't. That's real? Um, For real?
5: Yeah. I mean, not the same year.
4: (laughs) I'm going to say, like, damn, you are. Damn, you look
5: pretty good. I look pretty good for uh, being 300 years old. Um, Okay, so here's some questions oh. from Tyler M. Tyler How M. How did you guys come up with the scream cry that Winston does? I mean, we didn't, I had nothing to do with it.
4: Um I more got it. you want to
5: answer? I'd pinch <laughs> I'd, I'd, him really hard.
4: <laughs> that could have been it. You know, I was also injury prone on set, so it was probably some audio they captured from me. <laughs> Breaking my thumb on a bar, a jar of honey. I don't know, um, but, but I do think the scream, cry. Every time Winston did something weird and obscure that just didn't make sense, I gotta say it was it was probably well, not probably it was for sure one of the writers, maybe Liz. Um, you know, uh, the writers would come up with these weird bits, and you would see them in the in the wings, just waiting to come up to me and say, it, with like a shy, sheepish grin, "Hey, can you uh?" try this thing we know it's gonna be alone (laughs) and and i was always game for it and i think that's where the scream cry comes from but as i'm speaking holy crap no as i'm speaking i'm realizing what scream cry they're talking about is it the (laughs) that is from if you youtube best cry ever (laughs) It was from one of those re- uh, reality shows where a guy was getting <laughs> off drugs and trying to make his, his, his life right with his family. And that's how he cried oh, in that's real life.
5: From, it's from Intervention.
4: Intervention. That's what it's from. Yes. It's, not, it's, it's from Intervention. I, I remember
5: that so well because uh, I, I really like that show.
4: There we go. I think they gave me a um, note and then I pulled out the Intervention.
5: Parody, parody um okay from emily w are any of the characters on the show based on real life people okay now this is more of a question for liz merriweather but i know that she had a friend she called schmidt mm-hmm. um she and, also has a best friend called cc oh i do not
6: know that yeah she's and she lives in india
5: oh wow really?
6: she lives in india um she's not indian but she lives in india And I remember I went to a dinner that Liz had and there was place cards for everybody at the dinner. And there was a place card that said Cece. And I was like, well, that's weird because, you know, like when Liz and I hang out, it's not like she confuses me (laughs) or my character. Right. But I naturally went and sat down there because I'm just after so many years, you're just so used to like whatever, I guess things are interchangeable. Whoever made these place cards made a mistake. And then Cece walked up and she was like, I think you're sitting in my seat.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's
5: so funny.
6: And I was like, what? And then it turns out that we knew a bunch of people in common um, in India, which is really strange. And our worlds were like really small.
5: There are a lot of of people live in India.
6: You know, Jimmy, I know know Jimmy.
4: (laughs) Jimmy, Jimmy. Do yeah. you, know, you know
5: Jimmy from India? Yeah. <laughs> um,
6: um, it was really strange. So I do know that there is a real CC, and she is like in fashion and wow. is cool. so cool. And she was so nice. And we became like uh, besties hanging out at that dinner. Um, and also the, the, the saddest part is this goes to show how like distracted you can be in life and just used to being. Confused for something else is that my seat was actually directly next to her with my name on it, Hannah. And you didn't look at it. No, I just was like, oh, Cece,
5: and sat down, didn't think about
6: it.
4: You thought you had two seats. (laughs) Um, Uh, I get, yeah, me.
5: So um, I think Jess was a little bit based on Liz. And then, of course, you know, we all end up having elements of our own selves that end up in the characters, just let's face it.
4: Yeah. But we should put Um,
5: this
6: question in the bucket of when Liz Mayor comes on. Yes, for sure, for sure. Walk us through.
5: I I will say this. So the reason why Jess and Cece were from Portland was that at some point I was talking about my my grandmas. My my I had both my grandmas were still alive when we were you know at the beginning of shooting this show, and I was like, they said, "How's your grandma?" and I was like, "Which grandma?" Colorado Grandma, I was like, um, Boulder Grandma or Portland Grandma. And then Portland Grandma, my grandma who lived in Portland, Grandma Betty, as opposed to Granny Ann. <laughs> grandma Betty, uh, was the inspiration because, um, she lived in Portland. And I have a lot of family in the Pacific Northwest. So that's kind of why Jess and Cece were, um, ended up being from Portland.
4: And Jess is a that. big Portland yeah. Trailblazers fan. So
5: um like Scotty. Yeah. Well she and her mom <laughs> play basketball all the time. So
4: ah, there you go. Told you. <laughs> <laughs>
5: um okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more and then we can tackle these other questions <laughs> on another episode because I feel like we want to have time to really get into them. All right. This is from Karina L. I've always loved all the song choices made in the show. I was wondering if the cast was ever involved in choosing the songs. Well, I will say this. They did license some She and Him stuff over the really? years. Yes. Ooh. I didn't yep. know that. Um, yeah. And then also we did do a version of God Only Knows for New Girl for one of the Christmas episodes. I can't remember which season. And then Brian Wilson heard our version and liked it so much that he asked to rec- us to record a version, do a video of a version of us, you know, singing with him. So that was pretty cool. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of there were a lot. Liz has fantastic taste in music. They always had, um, you know, great, great songs. I'm, I'm sure, you know, when you're on a show this long, there, there's inspiration coming from all directions because we had so many episodes to make. So I'm sure, you know, everybody was somehow involved in. Everything at some point.
4: <laughs> I know I for sure me, uh Sam Richardson and I wrote a song, wrote and um and sang performed if you, will, And that's music jargon. We wrote and performed a song called <laughs> Elations.
6: Um, <laughs> at the funeral. Yeah.
4: Elation,
6: elation. I also did I also did
5: write a couple songs in the show too. Mm. I didn't mention Oh yeah, those. not at the funeral. I
6: was like, just driving in the car, right? No,
4: we were at the bar. We were at the bar as you know, I, I give him one of my uh and give him one of my greatest hit CDs.
6: Oh yeah, And Elation's
4: is something. You know him and I. We just we hit it. I'm not gonna lie to you. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we did it. I
5: wrote the, the episode with Joey King. She's in my class. It's like season one or two. And um, I sing a song to her. Uh, and I wrote that song. Ooh. Um, one of the songs. <clears throat> the other one I think maybe Ludwig maybe wrote. Love it. Um, too. anyway. This was so much fun. Yes, Um, indeed. I had no idea you serenaded Joey King. Yeah, she was like playing a middle schooler on our show. (laughs) Does that make you feel old? (laughs) Oh yeah. She was like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah.
4: And bald. Fun fact: she was bald when shooting that episode because she was also she had shaved her head. Gypsy Rose. She was shooting. No, she was shooting Dark Knight.
1: Yes. Oh
4: dark yes. night so she really bald yep
6: <gasps> um, and Good. by the way i love these questions um from the listeners it's my favorite yeah. thing that was one of the major reasons we wanted to do this podcast was to make sure that we could answer all your questions so this is a fun true american like it Yes,
5: yes, and we have lots more questions, so we'll we'll be answering more on future episodes.
4: Peace, guys! Thanks so much for listening. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and five stars.
5: Subscribe. (laughs) Five stars. (laughs) All right, five stars. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Welcome to Our Show, a New Girl Recap Podcast. Welcome to Our Show is a production of iHeartRadio, hosted by Zoe Deschanel, Lamorne Morris, and Hannah Simone. Our executive producer is Joelle Monique. Our engineer and editor is Daniel Goodman. The Welcome to Our Show theme song was written by Zoe Deschanel, performed and produced by Zoe Deschanel and Pierre de DeRita. Follow us on Instagram at Welcome to Our Show Pod. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can email us at Welcome to Our Show podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share far and wide. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next week.